His name is Jeremy White, and along with Devery Jacobs, he and Devery are playing the first indigenous superheroes in Marvel's universe. And Jeremy's with us right now. Nice to have you again. Uh, good morning, John. How's it going? I'm good. So, first of all, for those not familiar, and I wasn't, uh, describe the what-if universe, how it works. Well, I mean, the MCU is just vast. I mean, like when you think about Iron Man, Captain America, you know, Doctor Strange, uh, all, all those huge characters, they're all part of a grander universe, which is called the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and there's a whole multiverse. There's a new season of Loki that just came out, and not to spoil it, but apparently he runs the place. But uh, there's all kinds of different multiverses within the multiverse, and so uh, within our episode, we get introduced to these brand new characters, which for the first time ever, like Marvel's got brand new superheroes, and they happen to be Mohawk which is even crazier but uh the whole premise of what if is that you know it's basically like well what if mohawks won the wars or you know what if the mohawks ended up using powers in order to change the course of history and so uh, it's really cool you said these are new characters so what's the process uh, do they do they make the character and bring it to you or do they consult with you or how did it work oh my goodness well this was years in the making yeah. uh, our writer ryan little uh, basically had this concept and he, I guess when when what if season two was being pitched to the execs at, at Marvel they were like you know just throw us every possible crazy scenario you can think of and so uh, he came up with this idea he's like well what if uh, the world was changed by uh, some, some native superheroes and Sure enough, it got picked by the execs at, uh, at Marvel. So they had to then go through the process of hiring consultants and uh, you know consulting with with the nation and uh, people within the community. So there was um, you know really really great consultants that worked on the show like Rick Hill and Doug George and um, Cecilia King from Okazasne was one of the main translators. And and the funny thing is that when you're dealing with a place like Marvel, you'd think there'd be tons of red tape. I mean, like Disney, you know, all that stuff. There was none of that. Uh, pretty much, it got the green light from the ex like the head of the studio, Kevin Feige. He was like, well, look, this is the only note I have is that if the consultants like it, I like it. And so they had free reign to do whatever they wanted. Okay, so tell me about your superhero. Oh, my guy's so cool. <laughs> uh, his, his name is the Dardux, and he's basically uh, a Dardux comes from uh, turtle mythology. That's his name, and uh, it translates roughly to he gnaws the earth. So he tills the earth, he nurtures it to make it, you know, sustainable for life. He's a natural big brother, leader, friend, loves his community, um, and he meets Gahorty um, as she's basically running away from some conquistadors that are trying to destroy her village and take all of her cousins and her family's hostage back to Spain. And um, he is just so cool because, not to give everything away in the episode, but uh, she falls through a portal and she happens to meet him. And what happens next is just remarkable. <laughs> it's amazing. And uh, for anybody that's, you know, first of all, I mean, like growing up being Mohawk from Gunawage, I mean, like growing up on the Reds, you would have no idea or you'd even have these dreams to A, be an actor, B, be a cartoon or animated show, and three, make it like be in a Marvel show. So just the fact that any of this is happening is just pretty mind blowing. <laughs> so. And you've never acted before, right? 
No, I've been on the radio for like the last yeah. 15 years in Montreal and over there and like in the US I do a podcast and stuff so but I, I grew up as like a, as an animation fan like I grew up watching Yu-Gi-Oh and like Pokemon and like I'm a huge Spongebob Squarepants fan like Tom Kenny's like my idol like uh, just the voices he would do and like even like the Ice King you know voices like that like I grew up loving loving animation so it's it's just wild to be a part of this whole thing and not only to be like an indigenous person being a Mohawk from Canada but voicing a brand new Marvel superhero yeah. who happens to be Mohawk it's just mind-blowing you know okay so now that this character exists is there a possibility of it entering into the movie universe well you never know I mean like a Darks he has so much history I mean when you when you watch the episode there's cool little Easter eggs and tidbits and you really have to listen to what he says you know we don't necessarily know how old he is like you know when he got up to uh, through the portal I mean like uh, what's he been doing up there Wh who's his family like, he has a whole life so it's like there, there's infinite possibilities with these characters and I'm telling you when people see the chemistry between Gahordi and a Darks it's I, I could see a whole series spin-off just between the two of them because it's it's just so cool and Gahordi's amazing. Like when you talk about the perfect, not only is she a woman, but she's a strong Mohawk woman on top of it, and she just like is a total badass. Like people are gonna freak out, and like I'm telling you, like natives across the country are just gonna fall in love with these two characters. And uh, they're they're it, it, honestly as a Mohawk from Gunawaga and just like a, an indigenous person in general, it's it's incredible to see our language and our culture represented the way it is in this episode because you you would have never thought that this was even possible and if Marvel was the only place that could do it the way they did it for for Mohawks and our language and our culture and our history to get the full Hollywood treatment and see our people represented on the grandest stage of them all just immortalized the way Marvel has for the Kanyokehaga people and the Haudenosaunee it's it's just it, it just fills me with pride to be a Mohawk and uh, I just can't wait for everybody to see this on Wednesday and a cool aspect to this is I've interviewed a lot of indigenous actors over the last few years, and everything they appear in is about the big scoop or residential schools. It's depressing and a sad, sad, anguished yeah. history. And here you get to tell something completely different. Oh, yeah. Like, first of all, it's totally fiction, the story. So they were able to do whatever they wanted with it. But the cool thing is that they, they didn't. Like, they, they told, like, a genuine, like, this could have happened. Like, that's the crazy part of it. Like, I was watching this episode, and I'm like, like, especially being a part of it, like, for the last, like, three years, being the actor. And, like, I did a lot of, like, the cool thing is that the episode's actually going to be available in three languages. So the version that you see, like, when you load up Disney Plus on a Wednesday, the coolest thing is that you're going to see Gahorty on the main welcome screen. So though everybody around the world, when you open up Disney Plus, you're going to see Gahorty. And people are going to be like, whoa, who's this? that uh, and then you, if you go into the language settings it's going to be available entirely in English but then the version that everybody gets is in Mohawk Spanish and in English so it's trilingual and then there's an entire Gunyal Geha dub version as well, which I directed and cast. And like all the background actors, all the dub voices are entirely Gunyal Gehaga actors, like from Gunawage, um, people that went to the language programs, recent graduates of Radiwana Nirdat. So uh, it, it's so cool that the Gunyal Gehaga language has been immortalized like this. Because it's like, you know, if it wasn't preserved this way, we'd eventually lose and it would be taken from us. And that was one of the things that I took away from an elder at the screening the other night we did in Montreal, where he, he talked about that. He said, you know, I, I'm. He was just so happy that we were able to document this in the way we did it because eventually, I mean, language preservation is incredibly important to everybody. I mean, you know, like they, they say like 90% of your identity is your language. So uh, the fact that we were able to do this with Ganyol Geha, with Ganyol Geha, it's, uh, it's, it's just 
so cool, you know. And did you enjoy the process of dubbing? Because it's uh, not easy oh. to match the lip movements. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that I recorded the whole thing mid-pandemic in my Duda's basement in Gunawaga, like over Zoom. And it was so intimidating because, like, the ADR director, Doc Kane, like, he's recorded, you know, Woody and Buzz Lightyear and, like, you know, Tim, like uh, Tom Hanks, like, all these Ellen DeGeneres for Finding Nemo and, like, he's, you know, won Oscars. And it, it was just so intimidating, especially being, like, you know, a Mohawk kid who got this role who wouldn't even think that he was going to get this role anyway. But, like... Uh, Doing the voice acting part of it was, I think, the easy part. I think it was like, I think it was the anxiousness and the anxiety of like, am I doing my people right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, am I saying this right? Am I doing this right? Because I'm a first, I was a language speaker my whole life until I got to high school. I started to lose a little bit of it, slowly coming back. But I grew up speaking Ganyongeha at home with my, my mom, Betty, and my Dudaman, like my grandparents. So uh, I went to Mohawk immersion through my whole like early years. And, so I was a speaker, and that was the funny thing. Like at the screening, like nobody, everybody knows me as Jeremy, like from the radio and stuff, but they don't know me as a language speaker. So everybody was freaking out, like we don't know you speak Kanyangaha. So the fact that it was my first act, it was my acting debut, and I was speaking the language in a Marvel animated show, it it it, it freak, it was freaky, but it's I was, I was able cool. to get through it. <laughs> Jeremy, it's nice to talk with you again. Um, good luck when it uh, rolls out. I'll be looking for it. I subscribe. Oh, awesome, John. You're going to freak when you see it. It's so good. Okay. Jeremy White, co-star in Marvel's What If, which streams on Disney+. Plus. 